You are now tuned into the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to tell their stories. This is episode 74 of the Lunch Break Podcast, where true sales pros go to share their stories. My name is James Bodden. Today's guest is none other than Chris Von Hune. Look, Chris is somebody who really is doing the work, which you all know, my favorite type of guest to have on the podcast. Chris is an account executive. He is a content creator on LinkedIn. He is somebody who absolutely puts the rubber to the road when it comes to to taking action. And we talk about how Chris got started in sales, his journey thus far, his view on creating content on sites like LinkedIn. Just a fantastic episode from a true practitioner, which is what this podcast is all about. If you don't have time to listen to the entire episode right now, I completely understand. I did have Chris serve up a snack break sales tip for us. Check it out. Let me know what you think. So I'd say I think the the tip that resonates the most in my head right now, just based on our conversation, is going to be this. When you're at that moment of questioning yourself and giving up, that's when shit gets real. Like I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like this is when shit gets real. When you're tired, when you're exhausted, when your eyes are blurring, you can't see anymore. I've had it many times. And your mind is telling you give up. This is when you need to tell yourself, this is when everyone else gives up because they're weak, right? And I choose strength. So right now, all those competitors in my head, they're giving up right now. I'm going to do better than them because I'm better than them. I'm going to keep going. And believe me, if you think you're at 100%, you're nowhere close. You're not even at 40%. That's a whole nother podcast on that mindset. <laughs> yeah. But don't tell me you're at 100% because you're not. Like You haven't done the work realistically to get there. So you got a lot more in the tank. What's stopping you is the mental mindset that you have and right here in the heart. That why is not strong enough. So mm. that's what you're going to get tested. Your why is going to get tested every single time. And I need you to get that why straight. I need you to remind yourself of that. And I need you at that critical moment because those are what defines your career is those moments. And I need you to push forward and have faith. Do whatever you need to do to find that strength. But dude, you need to keep on going. That's, that's my advice right there, I'd say. A fantastic snack break sales tip from Chris. And look, there is so much more of that to come in this episode. If you don't have time to listen to it right now, because you got to go make that call, you got to go send that email, maybe even just have to go sit on Zoom and act like you care. But when you have a chance, come back and listen to episode 74 with Chris Von Hune, because it's, it's fire. There's no other way to put it. Without any further ado, here we go. Enjoy episode 74 of the Lunch Break Podcast. Here we are episode number 74 i've got somebody who is making waves on social right now and and i mean that in a literal way if you've seen his videos uh chris von hewen is here uh chris thanks so much for stopping by man uh james thanks for having me my man and uh, i'm glad you're enjoying my little ocean view videos that's like my top requested background now so i gotta keep oh. driving out to half moon bay and shoot videos apparently <laughs> who's paying that gas bill you know your boy right here <laughs> hey hey we appreciate it man uh fire Anytime. content with a good view you can't really beat that so look uh we've got a short amount of time here you're a busy guy yep. one of the reasons that i love you and your content and why i wanted to bring you here is because before we hit record 
is like, hey, like, uh, I'm not really doing much more of these interviews and all this LinkedIn stuff because I've got a number to hit, right? Yep. So we're, we're out here, you're doing the real work. So let's get started, um, kick it off the same way I kick off every podcast. Chris, tell us how you got started in sales. It's a funny story. So my background is actually in financial planning and analysis. So I did that for a couple companies because uh, I wanted to become an investment banker in San Diego. Uh, worst idea ever. Investment banking does not really exist in San Diego, so don't do it. Just learn from my five years of struggling. It ain't worth it. You're going to regret it. You get gray hair. You know, I got to dye my hair now. <laughs> um, and, you know, I just really realized that I wasn't going to go do that long term. Like, there's just something missing. And every company I was in, they were always like, dude, like, you're in sales, right? Like, your personality, you walk around, you're talking to everybody, you're networking. I'm like, dude, I'm your finance guy. I know your numbers. They're like, no, you're not. Like, do you want me to send you your P&L statement? Like, I put it together. Like, I guarantee you, I am your finance guy. They're like, why? I'm like, I don't know. I keep asking myself that question, too. <laughs> so after that, I just had this epiphany. I'm like, where can I go where I'm going to be able to just, like, be uniquely me? I can learn about other companies. My networking, my skill sets, my personality pay off. And it was just, you know, sales. So I moved to uh, San Francisco because I want to be closer to the family. And also it's the SaaS hotbed out there and, you know, dove head first. And man, I've been at it for what, two plus years. And I love it, man. Like I'm not going back to finance. You can't pay me enough to go back. <laughs> I love that, man. And, and you, you know, it is an interesting thing where people see something in you that you either, you know, you may have an inkling of, but need that confirmation, that external confirma uh, confirmation yeah. of like, hey, all right, well, I've been thinking about this. And now that I've heard somebody else say that it's a good idea and that they also see it, I can kind of get going. Um, so, you know, that's not a small pivot to make from, <laughs> from nope. years and dedication. You know, a lot of people, I feel like would say, well, shit, you know, I've put five years into this thing. I don't want to completely switch it up. Cause then what, what, what was all of this for? Right. So, but obviously it was the right decision because you're in a better place now and you're doing, you know, your passion oozes out of, of, you know, uh, when, when I see you on, on LinkedIn and, 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 you know, the way that you talk about the sales profession. So, um, but, but how did you kind of, come to that and, and get over that? Or was it an issue for you at all? That initial kind of like, damn, you know, now I'm going to start over essentially. Right. So like to me, I never look at it as starting over. I look at it as leveling up. Mm. So in my mind, like I guarantee you, I go head to head with another sales rep, my financial acumen, my business acumen, I will kick your ass all day long. Mm -hmm. Like seriously, dude, I built out the most complex financial models you could possibly think of. Like in Jack in the box, for example, I had to build out this financial model that shows the financial implications of shutting down the stores and remodeling them for over 2000 locations by month. And then what's the financial uptick to that as well. And so they could like flip around like, Oh, we want to do 20 stores now and we're going to go do 50 stores later. Like I built that whole model and that got released out publicly because we had to financially report on that. That information came from me. Hi. So <laughs> all that experience I take that when I sit down with like an executive and we want to get nitty gritty into the numbers, I just tell them, look, I used to do this for a living, my man. Like I will go crush your numbers all day. I'll make your pretty little ROI charts and 
compound annual growth rates or whatever you need to feel good about yourself, you can have confidence that I did that professionally for five years. So I know my numbers are good. I know my models are good. And then like, it is like, wow, you're not just like a sales guy. I'm like, no, I used to run finance for medical device company, Jack in the box. Like I used to do big numbers with big companies. And for me, that just gives me that edge because again, like I had to sit down with the VPs, with the CEOs, and I had to go present like, this is why you should go offshore, you know, your customer service department. That's mm. a million plus dollar, you know, decision right there. <laughs> so actually what it did for me is it helped me learn how to sell internally. And it showed me what it's like an internal buying process because I had to go do that to get these deals, you know, done internally in my company. And that's where I think like it serves me well. So in my mind, I got a leg up on the competition. You might have a couple years on me in sales experience. I got years on you in the finance world. And believe me, it comes down to money and cash flow at the end of the day. Like, let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think one of the huge things that, that is just missing because there's no artificial way to replicate it is business acumen. Right. I mean, yeah. I know especially for business development roles, because they're generally, you know, the ideas coming straight from college, don't really right. have any real world business experience. Right. Big struggle. Huge. For folks like you that have that, I mean, yeah, that's a huge leg up because it, it allows you to, uh, well, okay. Quick story. Uh, everybody Please. knows Ryan Reisert, right. Um, of, of, now at connect and sell uh he i listened to a cold call of his and yep. it was a great call and he turned around these objections that this guy had and we were trying to pick it apart like how do we show other people how to do this what what can we learn from this and really what we came down to the x factor of why that call was successful and why he was able to move the needle forward was strictly because of his business acumen and we were like shit damn it. Yeah. Well, you can't teach that. And, 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 you know, you could, you can educate yourself, but so much of it comes from just the experience and, you know, living in a different world and doing something different yep. and realizing that those things can kind of transition over and, and make you to your point more like level up, right. To, to compound on, on what you've already got. And I love that you had that mindset because it, it easily could have been, Oh, well, shit, I've got to start over. I'm going into this thing, right. you know, but no, it's like, no, I'm just, this is the right. next evolution. I'm, I'm, I'm an evolving professional. I don't, Correct. Uh, I, I, I don't have to have a title of financial analyst or salesperson. I'm just leveling up kind In of general. holy. Right. Yeah. Um, so the, <laughs> the first few months in any sales role, you know, the first introduction that people get, yep. I'm always interested because it's, it's especially for folks that have gone on to stay in sales, develop a passion for it like you. So right. what, what was that journey like at the beginning? Right. Cause you know, you had been told, Hey, you got a knack for this. You should do this. You had already had experience influencing people internally having conversations with high level executives, feeling comfortable having those kinds of conversations. So what was that, those first few months like, man? To be honest, it was like just a brutal whipping for 
you know, four months straight, I'll be blunt. Like I got my ass handed to me because I came from an environment where people responded to my emails. So I had this assumption in my head because I'm finance, you respond to my emails. It's money. But then as a salesperson prospecting, I'm like, oh, I got to earn the right to the response. I'm like, oh, crap. (laughs) <laughs> you've fallen so far down on the totem pole of people oh, who get yeah. responded to you know my yeah. finance guy is like literally number one or two sales oh, yeah. so far. yeah yeah so i think that was the first piece it's just like massively resetting my expectations and mm-hmm. understanding i have to earn the right yeah. to the reply yeah and then you know after that i went from like a big corporate company to a startup so it was a free fall in structure and how things were organizing so like i struggled make that pivot like I'll just be brutally honest like I struggled hard like I came from a very organized systematized you know process driven place to thrown into just like a sea of chaos and it's sink or swim and I'm like oh like where am I, I I'm go drowning. close some shit right <laughs> go hit your number Chris and I'm like what what hold on <laughs> um yeah man so like I just struggled like I worked 80 to 100 hour weeks I was just crushing myself to try to learn I didn't know where to go for resources. I didn't know how to write cadences, sales emails. Like I was just like literally just trying to find like a a, a life vest somewhere out there and just grab it, grab onto a log, grab onto something. And it just, it took a while. You know what I mean? Like it really did. And I think I, I learned so much about myself. Like I realized I had personal things I needed to work through in order to be a better sales professional not just a salesman. So I want to distinguish mm-hmm. the two. A salesman or woman is just someone that goes through the motions. A sales professional is going to invest their time. They're going to hire the sales coach, attend the webinars, do the networking, buy the books, and really like figure it out, yeah. right? So yeah. I wanted to be that sales professional, and it just took me a while of moving cities, moving industries, moving jobs, right? And trying to get all that together, it was so much chaos that it just, it took me like probably six, seven months to really like start leveling out and figuring out how to actually be successful. And like, what the hell do I do in this role? (laughs) Look, that's probably everybody listening to this that's ever worked in a business development role is like shaking their head, you know, because it's it's such a real thing. And it's, you know, everybody loves to talk about the good stuff and all the success that you can have, but it more often than not, it is a tough thing to, to kind of get into and settle into and feel like you're making an impact and feel like, you know, what the hell you're doing. I, I, and, and, and I think that's really where you start to filter out the people who, all right, well, this is a lot of work. I don't really know if I wanted to do this. I thought this was going to be a little bit easier than it actually turned out to be. And maybe I need to go do something else. Right. Then you have the people like you who are like, wait a minute, I am going to figure this shit out. I am going to double down, triple down, quadruple down on, on all of the different things that I can do to, to, to help myself. Um, Obviously we know now you're, you're active on LinkedIn. You create content on LinkedIn every day. What was, what was the journey like from, from kind of, all right, well, you know, get into the sales thing and, and was LinkedIn originally just a resource to learn? And, and, and then how did you make the jump to become the, you know, part of the 1% of people on LinkedIn that actually make content? 
Yeah, I think for me, like when I first got going on LinkedIn and sales, it's just sales navigator, add the people, find them, you know, rip them for basically the information and, and move, right? Like, yeah. that's all anyone said. And, and like people weren't like posting that much on LinkedIn. It was still very stuffy and professional. So yeah. I was like, I was kind of posting, but I was kind of arrogant in my writing, to be very honest. Yeah. That's some of the feedback that I got. So I needed to find my voice. So I was struggling to find my voice. I was struggling to figure out like, what do I actually post? Like who gives a shit what an SDR thinks was literally my mind thought. Like, like it was like my process. Let's be real. I'm like, I'm just a nobody, right? You got all these like VPs and CEOs, like posting their thoughts out. They've done something like I ain't yeah. done shit. Mm -hmm. So like I had this like story that wasn't serving me. And I remember it was, um, what is it? It was James Buckley. And then it was also, oh man, I'm forgetting. There's one other person that I saw that was posting on LinkedIn and John Barrows. There we go. Yeah. So both of them were posting on LinkedIn saying, you know what? Just share your story. And I thought, okay, this hits. Because what I'm struggling with, what I'm fearing, my anxieties, I bet you other reps are feeling it. Mm -hmm. So I then just started talking authentically about myself very selfishly, but trying to put a sales lens on it, trying to at least add a level that I think other people could take in and make it actionable. So like what I'm focused on is the how. I get mm. really pissed off that everyone talks about the why and the what, but no one is giving me actionable tips on how to do it. Like how to choose a sales coach, how to prospect, how to use LinkedIn sales navigator, how to negotiate. So I started just going crazy on how. And like, I got real, real tactical on, I mean, you've seen the content, like I'm yeah. telling you, like, here's how to change your state of mind. Here's the five things that I do. Don't tell me that you can't do any of that. Like, mm -hmm. I don't believe your excuses. I don't like acknowledge it. I won't bring it into existence. I'm just going to tell you you're bullshitting yourself and you need to get right. And then we can actually have a conversation, but I'm telling you the how you need to do the work. Yeah. And then it just starts snowballing, man. Like seven days a week. Yeah. No, it's and and it's such a powerful thing because that is the absolute best type of content and and for so many different reasons and you see the reaction to it because it is cutting through the noise of all of the kind of airy why you want to do it or all of the fun stuff that we know gets likes and that's probably why people do it but yeah, I mean um it's, I mean, again, thank goodness for those two JBs, right? Because seriously, that's, that's such a valuable and, and, you know, it does wonders for you personally, right? I mean, it, it creates an entire ecosystem of people that you now have access to and know who you yep. are and you can learn from and they can learn from you and you can get called on to, Hey, we need help with this. Chris talks about this kind of stuff all the time. Let's yeah. get him, you know, and just all of these organic things happen. I think one of the things that stands out to me, man, in your journey is recognizing that there's going to be a struggle ahead, leaning into it, and then just like literally not giving up until the eventual thing that always happens whenever you go through anything, you get through it right? As right. long as you continue to move forward, you, this too shall pass, right? I mean, it's all, yep. it's always the case. And, and I yep. love that, that, you know, each little phase of your story here has kind of started out with like, I struggled and then yep. I kept going 
and then I kept yeah. going some more and then I kept going more and the, you know, and I'm still figuring it out and now I'm here. Right. right? I mean, because right. it's an evolving ever growing thing. Um, so look, I, I want to make sure that I get uh, just a quick actionable sales tip from you for people right. um, that they can use when they do get done listening to the podcast episode, man. Yeah. So I'd say, I think the, the tip that resonates the most in my head right now, just based on our conversation is going to be this. When you're at that moment of questioning yourself and giving up, that's when shit gets real. Like I'm getting goosebumps right now. Like this is when shit gets real. When you're tired, when you're exhausted, when your eyes are blurring, you can't see anymore. I've had it many times and your mind is telling you give up. This is when you need to tell yourself, this is when everyone else gives up because they're weak, right? And I choose strength. So right now, all those competitors in my head, they're giving up right now. I'm going to do better than them because I'm better than them. I'm going to keep going. And believe me, if you think you're at 100%, you're nowhere close. You're not even at 40%. That's a whole nother podcast on that mindset. <laughs> yeah. But don't tell me you're at 100% because you're not. Like you haven't done the work realistically to get there. So you got a lot more in the tank. What's stopping you is the mental mindset that you have. And right here in the heart, that why is not strong enough. So mm -hmm. that's what you're going to get tested. Your why is going to get tested every single time. And I need you to get that why straight. I need you to remind yourself of that. And I need you at that critical moment. Cause those are what defines your career is those moments. And I need you to push forward and have faith, do whatever you need to do to find that strength. But dude, you need to keep on going. That's, that's my advice right there. I'd say. I love it, man. I'm fired up. Make you want to go <laughs> sell get some shit. Yeah, no, I sell love it, shit. man. No. Yeah, it's great. And, and it, and it, uh, you know, so exciting to be able to follow your journey, right? I mean, I think um, it's, that's the coolest part of it is like, you know, here, here, we've got this community with folks like you who are sharing what they've learned already, which yep. is valuable, because I don't care if you've done it for a week or two weeks or 10 years, you know, you have two weeks, one week, 10 years on somebody else, right? So, right. and there's somebody else looking for help. Oh, yeah. um, and then, you know, to be able to say, okay, well, hey, look, I can watch what Chris is doing and, and follow his journey and, and get inspired by that. I love it. Um, yeah. For anybody that wants to connect with you, um, reach out to you, how can they do that, Chris? Yeah, honestly, um, LinkedIn, I'm the most active on. So it's just my name, like Chris Von Heuen. Um, I'm on Twitter. If you want to know me on my personal side, follow me on Instagram. It's just at Chris Von Heuen. It's an open account. Nice. Um, so I mean, you got like, that my, full my, name. Yeah, always, always. That's rare. Yeah. It's <laughs> um, so like, I just say this, like, it's an open invitation. Like, I want to connect with other people, right? If you read my about section on LinkedIn, like, that's part of my life purpose, to be honest, right? And that's actually my eulogy that I wrote when I was 23 years old. I just flipped it into my life purpose. So I love it. Like, I know I lived a life worth living if I can check all those boxes off when I die. Mm. So that's always my mindset. So I just like, I invite everyone connect with me, but please like actually put in the work and like, let's not waste time. Right. <laughs> so if you're serious, reach out to me. But if you just want to like follow, then just follow me and please don't message me asking for time because you're not willing to put in the work and I'm going to get pissed off. Yeah. That's and that's okay ask. too. Right. You can hang yeah. out and get motivated oh, yeah. on your own and we don't have to ever talk. I love that. Man. Right. Yeah. You can follow and never engage with me. A lot of people do like, I'm good with it, but yeah. if you want to reach out, like get your shit together and let's really do work. Yeah. 
That's I it. Love it. <laughs> I love it, man. And I, I have to make sure that I ask you the same question that I ask everybody that comes on the lunch break podcast. You know, you're a man of energy, you're a man of action, but when you take your lunch break, you take a break, what's your favorite place to eat lunch at, Chris? Ooh, my man, that's a hard one. I got spoiled with the startup life where it was catered. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was catered, man. Like, that's a hard one. And now, you know, I work remote, so I'm, like, meal prepping because I'm on a diet. Nice. Um, but if I was, like, just going to set it aside, like, honestly, I don't have a place. But instead, what I say is there's good times with good people. Mm. So as long as I'm with somebody that I enjoy their company, I don't care where I eat. I'm just, I know it's going to be a good time. So the food's almost like irrelevant because the experience we're having will transcend the quality of the food. Not to say I don't love food, but yeah. if, I, if I'm doing my lunch, like <laughs> I value that connection more than like the actual restaurant, if that makes sense. No, I love it, man. I love it. And, uh, you know, I think that, uh, you know, meaningful conversation in that relationship is going to last a lot longer than however happy you are when you're eating that, you know, yep. fancy grilled cheese sandwich or whatever it is. Look, Chris, right. thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, you know, we, we covered a lot in a short amount of time and, and just so much value. I really appreciate it, man. And I appreciate you having me, man. It's been a pleasure. Fantastic. And with that, I'm going to wrap up episode number 74 of the Lunch Break Podcast. Speak to you guys yay, soon. Yay. <laughs> <laughs>